Welcome to the Athlon Sports Cover 2 Podcast here on AthlonSports.com. Mitch Light, Braden Gall. You can follow us, of course, on the Twitters at AthlonMitch and at Braden Gall. Rate, review, and subscribe. A little bit late uh, uh, here on a Monday afternoon recording this podcast. I do apologize. I had sick children that I could not uh, get away from this morning. But I'm here. And frankly, this is not necessarily a like uh, Sports Center style recap pod, right? Like, this now, if I said that, you'd be like, "Way to like sell a, it! Why to tell everyone?" Well, no, that's not, a good... no, that, what I'm saying. That's not our brand. Our brand is what does it all mean? We're 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 opinion people. We are thought leaders, Mitch. We see things and then we go, "What does it mean?" We have thoughts. I don't know if we lead. Fair. Okay. Many thoughts. We have thoughts. Small amount of leadership. Summer. But lots of thoughts. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so th- this that because we're a little bit late, it allows us to discuss Louisville firing its head football coach, for example, in the middle of his radio show, no, which is which is yeah, fascinating. It was announced while his TV show was airing. Y- yes, of That's course. Of a little course. different. He yeah, had been yeah. Fired yeah, beforehand. Don't, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. I, you know, I so, try to do the facts. I I have asked you to do some homework. Yes. And a little bit later on in the podcast, I will ask you to sort of give some top candidates. Obviously, the Jeff Brom. Favorite son, patron son of Louisville football will be the will be the top we'll, target. We'll check on the barometer. Oh, well done! Not, You've been working on that one for like six years now. No, I saw someone on Twitter with that. Oh, I cannot lie. Well, at least you're honest. So we'll get into that. But really, I just because it's been such a quiet year, I've got a question about the theory of buyouts. I think that may be an, a, a trend in college football um, that maybe these big buyouts are finally starting to pay, actually have have impacts where people aren't getting fired as quickly. Um, but who are the other jobs that are out there? And, and more importantly, coordinator candidates, out-of-work candidates, um, rising group of five candidates, power five candidates that could move. I just sort of wanted to get through some different candidates um, ahead of the curve a little bit as we discussed North Carolina and USC. And obviously Maryland is already open and Kansas is already open and now Louisville. So we'll get to all of that at the end of the podcast here. However, week 11, the top 10, go 10-0. and 0. Uh, did you make any moves? Did anything change for you? Did your playoff rankings change? Did you learn anything? I mean, any, anything about Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame? I mean, I cannot believe a 42-13 win over Florida State is now just a, oh, a blip with, on with the your, radar. With your backup, with your backup quarterback. Who, who was your starter? Who was your just, I learned that the we deep, have to, The Deep South's oldest rivalry. Something like we, we expect such perfection out of Alabama and Clemson. It's like when they only win 24 nothing, or they don't just completely annihilate Boston College, our first inclination is, wow, did they struggle? Which in relative terms, they both struggled, but they both also won comfortably. So we, we've got they, to great... They won by a combined 44 points. Right, but it was Alabama's gave like up, yardage from and a... gave up seven points total between the two of them. I agree, but don't you like... Like they did not just annihilate their opponents, no, so agree. it was like a little bit different. Like Mississippi State is, is a very, very good defensive line. Like they the, said there were more scouts on game day. They said there were more scouts at that game than there was the LSU Alabama game, which is interesting. Wow. Yeah. Um, good job, Dan Mullen. Yeah. Yeah, he beat and South Boston Carolina. College doesn't have its starting quarterback for most of the game. Yeah, boom. He got that that like clean play, but totally would have been a penalty in the NFL. It's one of those leaning, like landing on you with your body weight. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame impressive, uniforms unimpressive. I agree. Brutal. I, the the greens okay. Did not like the numbers. The blue numbers were like okay. blue. So. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Georgia workman like performance over Auburn. So your top four still Bama, Clemson, Notre, Notre Dame, Dame, Michigan. Michigan. Yes. All right, my my top four is still the same. Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, Notre Dame. I do think that 
it, should they win out? Now that's a that's a big if because Notre Dame's got to play Syracuse and Michigan's, Michigan's got at least one big one against Michigan State, if, if not a mediocre Big Ten title game against North, Northwestern, um, which we'll get to in a second as well. But I, I I think that the committee is facing possibly its toughest decision of of its very brief history. But an undefeated twelve and zero Notre Dame versus a twelve and one Michigan. While all of us think Michigan would be favored, Vegas included, most of us would pick Michigan in that game. Notre Dame would be the pick. I, I don't know how you convince any committee in any walk of life to say that the team who won the game head to head with a better record doesn't get in, even though we all sort of agree that Michigan's a better team. So what we all need to to have happen is for somebody to lose, like either Michigan or Notre Dame to lose, or let's go Dino, get or, it done, or they both be totally worthy of getting in and be the three and the yes. four. Because right now, I think that is by far the toughest decision the committee will okay, have well, ever Okay, well, Michigan make. does not have – Notre Dame would have the – they could bitch beyond belief if they got yes. squeezed out. No, yes. Michigan lost the game. I, they, you can say whatever you want, but they lost that game but, head-to-head. Uh, right, but it checks but all the boxes. People Big think they're the better yeah. team. They're Big the champion, champ. conference champion. They, you know, they have a better resume. Agree, you know, agree, like, agree. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I think we that could be one of the most difficult um, – uh, real quickly on the Georgia Auburn game, since we're going to kind of roll through the top ten fairly quickly here, and it's not. I think the more important storylines of college football happened in the lesser, lesser, you know, fights for the the, the divisions here, um, at least for me. Uh, and I'll and I'll get to we'll get to Bedlam in a second. But DeAndre Swift is turning into, um, you know, like appointment television. If Who's he the was, best if he running back already, in the SEC? DeAndre Swift. I mean, probably Damian Harris. Um, yeah, I mean Benny Snell's a really good player. No, Travion Williams is very underrated, um, and your boy he is your incredible. boy at Vanderbilt is He's really leading really good. Keyshawn Vaughn so. yards per carry. He's up to third in yards per game. He is the best running back in Vanderbilt history. And if that school could finish a game, they would have quite a hell of a record this year. But they if you had, you know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. be your uncle. Uh, footballs. That's what my dad. One of yes. one of the great life lessons my dad told me when you were a kid. Yes. Is it if your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle? I can say that, uh, right? Yeah, I, I well, think you, so. You just did. Just we did. don't edit. Yeah. Leave it in. Okay. Leave it in. <laughs> we need a producer like you're like, hey, Gary, leave that in. <laughs> leave but it it's in. it's you. Actually. No, we're just making it up. Yeah. yeah it's um, just you. Uh, LSU, uh, well, there's a lot of intrigue in some of these games in the top 10 because uh, uh, like West. We didn't talk to your, oh, your, your Georgia point was de- just DeAndre Just DeAndre Swift. Swift. That's what it. About, like, what uh, about the criticism? Like, what are they, they doing the with Justin, What are they doing with Justin Fields? Like, when Fromm is in there yeah. and doesn't get taken out, like, there's one time where he looks like a sad little kid, like, Coach, can I go back in? Like, other right. other dude's not doing as well as me. And I just think they should let him go. Um, You know, LSU, again, so there's, there's a couple of – so here's what I want to do. I want to go, since our top four hasn't really changed, and nobody got eliminated. All the same nine teams are all still – uh, available. I, I want to do like quick rapid fire here and just sort of get your take on sort of my, I don't know what you'd call it, like soap opera takeaway from each of these games. Okay. Get, get my take are on you, your. Are you concerned about the number of hits Tua Tungavaloa is taking? Do you think that the injury will cost Alabama at some point this year? Y- yes and no. I don't think it'll necessarily cost them. I think it diminishes their effectiveness on offense and it's a concern. He's clearly not 100%. Don't think he will be 100%. And I'm not going to say the book is out there. I don't believe. I honestly don't believe that Bob Shoup said, hey, guys, we've got to hit him low. I think he'd be like, hey, I we've don't got necessarily to think it was dirty. We've got to hit the quarterback. We're, you know, hitting the quarterback is the goal of a defensive football team. Everybody knows he's got a knee but that's injury, the blueprint. But everybody that, knows that. Though. Right, that's the blueprint now. I mean, if you can do it in Mississippi State, you know what? They're good enough to do it. A lot of teams aren't good enough to do it against Alabama. So 
it's a concern. It takes away some of their effectiveness. Maybe their offense is 84% as good as it could be. Uh, I don't have a ton of questions about Clemson, Notre Dame, Michigan, Georgia. Are you concerned with their ability in short yardage? I think you have to be. It's been a season-long theme. I mean, the and Florida goal line stand you've mentioned many times. Yeah, and, and they've got a guy who... LSU dominated him on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, they've got a guy, as I just said a few minutes ago, they should not play Justin Fields. That's supposed that's should be what he's good at. But they've had injuries in the offensive line, so I don't want to diminish that. But you think Georgia, you think power football. Yeah, yeah. You think toss it back, and, and you've got great running backs, you've got a big offensive line, you've got good tight ends. That should not be a concern. Uh, Ohio State beats Michigan State in what was one of the ugliest football games of the entire weekend. Um, again, I guess the, the same question still exists. Is is this team even – like, would this team even be a, a single-digit underdog to Michigan today? I think so. I think Michigan's offense maybe doesn't have the respect nationally. Are you are – you, from an Ohio State standpoint, are you, like, pleased at all, or I don't know what the word is, uh, encouraged that – and I know Michigan State's not a great offensive team, but that they – they played well the defensively. Defense put, yeah, they, because they've given up yards to bad teams. No, the, the backup quarterback was putting them in the game in the middle. I mean, Lombardi went in and went went on a scoring drive for crying out loud. Um, I, I don't, I don't, I don't. There's think one offensive TD in the game. I don't total. think that, I don't think there's anything to be encouraged about. Yeah, okay. I'm not. If anything else, now listen, beating, oh. Michigan beating Rutgers 42 to seven doesn't mean anything to me either, but. Right. Every day that goes by, I am more and more confident in Michigan I, I winning agree. that game. Note from Michigan State, looks L.J. Scott will redshirt, which is interesting. 50, he'll be a fifth-year senior next year. Uh, the story coming out of West Virginia to me isn't West Virginia. It's TCU. That team is well, staring at a 4-8 and eight season. Yeah, they, they're just not very good. They the, the quarterback position has been a concern. Michael Collins has not been yeah. the answer. And a shocking development, the backup quarterback was not the answer. Um, LSU wins 24-17 over Arkansas. They stay 8-2, and two, probably the best two-loss uh, team in America. I, did, did you did, s- is Nick Brissett on the take? That's what I want to know. Oh, you mean, no. Uh, who, is it Coach O that's on the take? For the not scoring? Is it Steve Ensminger? I didn't see the who end of the game. I only on, read about it. I, I watched part who, of the game. Who does the wise guys have their hooks in? That's all I wanted to know. LSU is a 13-point favorite. And they they did the old uh, failed to score like failed three to times. score three well, twice, <laughs> twice and it looked like they tried to go in to score. I, I, that's of note in the LSU game to me. I, I'm sure you saw the clip of the two Arkansas guys running into each other. Did you see that? They ran like a oh yeah. The, the best was one retweeted and said targeting. <laughs> Can you be ejected <laughs> yes. for targeting? Can you be ejected, ejected for targeting your own player? Uh, I've got one more sort of gaffe that we're going to get to in the top ten. That's Ooh. even better. Yeah, I've got I a like bet. gaffes. I'm gonna one. I'm gonna up gaff up gaff. Gaff up you, up gaff you. I don't know. Is that, don't, yeah, is that no. legal? Uh, quickly before we get to that, though, Washington State continues to crew that, that at was, Colorado. 31-7, probably the most important win of the top We 10. always talk about earlier in the year, especially, though, when we're not sure about teams, like go out and prove you're, you're good. Go out and take care of business. After struggling against Cal, who's actually good, that was a, Defensively nice, at least. That, that was a nice prove it. Go, go to Colorado. I know Colorado's reeling, but you go there, you just take care of business. No, you don't leave no, no questions. Solid no, win. Thirty-one seven. I mean, dominating performance. Yeah. Now nine and one, six and one in the league. It all comes down probably to the Apple Cup, which leaves us to the best and most important and most entertaining game of the top ten. The one that you told me shouldn't be ranked very highly, but it should because it's bedlam every single year, and that is Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. And I have come to, I have come to the conclusion. Yes, every everyone always go for two. Always go for two. 
if you, especially if you have an offense that's good, what if what, okay. especially if you have the quarterback, what if you're Cal you go for two and you're playing USC and you're struggling on offense? They should. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Oklahoma State should have won the game. It was a bad. He throw. was Core open. Dog. He was open. Tylen Wallace was open. It was the right call. It was the right play at the right time to win the game against a team that's not only your rival but a team that's in the playoff hunt. And you have a chance to win the game, just like West Virginia did against Texas. Thank you, Big 12. Go for two every time. He was wide open, and Corn Dog threw it into the ground. It's like a delicious corn dog, and the last bite was just awful. It's when you hit the stick on accident, <laughs> yeah. and like your teeth hurt. But no, uh, you know, I, go I, for two. I it was agree. a great call, and you just got to execute. Ugh. Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I think we're we're seeing more and more of that. I mean, last two weeks, two high profile case, uh, cases incidents where teams did go for two, especially offensive teams, you're confident in your, your scheme that you can get a guy open. and Going it, for two is not boring. It worked. That's the bottom West line. Virginia, it worked twice, and Oklahoma State, yeah. the play was there. I love it. I love it. I think people should do it all the time. I think it should happen way more than people than, than it happens. I, I in Kyle, Just at the end of the game, not like yeah, when, not when you're six, yeah, yeah, not yeah. like Oregon Chip Kelly. No, not like the high school guy in Arkansas that, punt, like, that, in Pulaski, that like, yeah. goes front on fourth down and, yeah. you know, whatever. I, I, I just mean at the end of games – yeah, it's a 50-50 chance in the NFL. I'm assuming it's even higher in college. It's even tougher to stop teams from two, three yards out. Especially in the Big 12. Uh, especially in the Big 12. Go for it. Kyler Murray's great. You mentioned the running game for Oklahoma. They're really good. Uh, Oklahoma State's just inconsistent, but they got up for that game, and it was a fun game to watch. They went up and down the field, both teams. I don't make much of the missed extra point. I know that people are going to say that cost them the game, but they still could have kicked the extra point to – tie the game yeah. and they had the again they had the two-point conversion sitting right there it was a great play call did, did you see what ground. oklahoma state did today to promote talon wallace for belitnikoff i've already voted for him okay it was sn- it's snowing yeah it's snowing there and they in the on the field they etched out wallace for belitnikoff like huge like so Very you cool. can see it from the uh sounds staff. like sounds like a really good use of taxpayer dollars um i don't think it took much money i'm just saying that. somebody got paid to why go do you have there? to complain about something i always have to complain about something because it's my, that, it's my role. Was it your money. Your tax. You, you pay tax in the state of Oklahoma? A, if I was living in the state of Oklahoma. If you're an OU fan, you'd be pissed. Exactly. Don't, don't spend my dollars Because that it's way. college football and you get mad at stuff like that. It's a state university that pays the groundskeeper some amount of money to do his job. That's all. Okay. <laughs> no, good job for that. At Braden Gall, now, by the way. The most important play, though. Okay. Did you see when Boomer Sooner, Boomer yeah, Sooner, the guy, was he holding? went running out and, and the guy was being dragged from the back of the It looked like he was, had like incredible abs and was trying to like stay he above. He was trying to. Yeah. I, I stopped it and, and played it back <laughs> for my wife like five times. I was like, look at this guy. And his head looks like it's bouncing off the ground. So I think he, that was, that was the, from the weekend. That was the thing that entertained my wife the most. <laughs> <laughs> so he finally gets let. He finally get, The other guy looks like he's holding him up or whatever. He drops him. And he pops right up again. And I'm like, I look at my wife. I'm like, God, I wish I was 22 again. And his face is all red. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sure he's had some cocktails this morning. Yeah. I'm sure they don't let them do that before riding in the what horse, if they let, horse what, wagon and waving not, the flag. When you bring Ralphie out, surely there's no drinking and no, no, running no, 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 with no. Ralphie. You get destroyed. Yeah, Ralphie, Ralphie will do some damage. Um, so basically, nothing really to take away from the top 10. Those are my questions. Is there anything you any, – any burning questions from the top 10 you wanted to ask? Um – let me look at the top ten here. Let I mean, they all won. It's ten and zero. They and nothing changed. So, I mean, there was yeah. a bunch of losses in the back end of the top ten, but this is or the back half of the top twenty five. But this is what we've been talking about all. No, really, I all mean, season we, is that there's just not a lot there after the top ten. Yeah, you you we brought up every team and and nothing nothing new. All right, I want to talk divisions then. So, congratulations. First of all, technically, Clemson did clinch the division, right? So, congratulations to Clemson. Uh, 
by way of like 1,000 yards in a game rushing, the Pitt Panthers have now put themselves in a one-game situation. They play at Wake Forest and at Miami on the road. They beat Virginia Tech 52-22. They are now 5-1. and one. And they, if okay. I had gone back to the game following North Carolina when Pittsburgh lost and was sitting there, I believe I don't know what their record was, but I want to say they were what, what two and four maybe could Some, look something up. like that. Yeah, we could look it up, but that would be responsible. Um, if I had told you that Pittsburgh is going to be five and one and one win away from winning, all they need to do is win one of their last two, and the Pitt Panthers will win the division after how many yards rushing was it for Pittsburgh? Eight hundred and seventy-seven. Four ninety two. Four ninety two. Okay, imagine you're Darren Hall. You rush for 80, 186 yards. You're like, I had a good day. How many carries? Seven carries. <laughs> One of your teammates outrushed you by fifty yards. Quadre Olison, who's on my bench in fantasy. Oh, I still dominated. My painful. team is awesome. Painful. Two hundred thirty five yards rushing. Okay, Virginia Tech. It's only because Vandy's from playing from behind every weekend. They were up. <laughs> they were up the entire game until the fourth quarter. That's a fair point. <laughs> um, other than that, good good, good call. Um, last four games. Rushing defense for uh, Virginia Tech. Earmuffs, by the way. Oh, God. 235 versus North Carolina. 465 versus Georgia Tech. 219 versus Boston College. 492 versus Pitt. Now, Boston College and, and, and uh, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Tech are, are running teams, and one's an option team, but that's but, still not pretty. That's, um, that's, not not the team that we, that beat Florida State, as we've talked about. Yeah, Kenny so, Pickett has not thrown more than 19 passes in the last three games. So now, now Pittsburgh's at 5-1. and one, Virginia's 4-2. and two, Georgia Tech's 4-3. and three. Georgia Tech will play Virginia and Georgia, so Virginia Tech could finish 5-3 and three in the conference, uh, and Pittsburgh could, of course, finish 5-3 and three in the conference. All Pittsburgh has to do is win one of those two. Um, if they lose both and a couple of other things Can, come I into play. I they're we're, they're probably going to beat Wake Forest. I'm getting ahead of us. Can we get Pitt to play Northwestern and Clemson to play Ohio State? Can we, like, cross Michigan. the division? Yeah, Michigan, can we cross-pollinate the I have no problem cross-pollinating. Okay. I think there'd be better games. Uh, you think so? <laughs> is that bold? And, by the way, Duke is going to finish after beating North Carolina. Duke is going to finish. They're, they're Right now they're fifth in the division, but they're seven and three. So. They're like the opposite of Northwestern. Exactly. Exactly. And they beat Northwestern. That is true. Uh, big game from Daniel Jones there. So, congrats. So, Pitt now one win away from winning the Coastal, just like we all thought. Oh, yeah. Totally. Can we? And Virginia's going to finish second. You know what we need to do? We need to go back and uh, to film a segment. Splite, whatever your term is, put it in like week three pod, and we both be like, "Yeah, we really like Pitt to turn it on, get going." <laughs> and we could replay that one, and then just like send it out on social media. Yeah, like, be like, "Listen hey, how smart we yeah. were. We had, we had. We, now technically, we did pick Utah to win the South, or well, at least one of us did." Uh, congratulations to Northwestern, as the Wildcats they win in very truly Big Ten fashion <laughs> for fourteen to ten over Iowa. Uh, they are now six and one in the league, six and four overall. So zero and three in non-conference play. They have Minnesota and Illinois left. They have already clinched. Minnesota, so they're in, and Minnesota. What that was one of the surprising scores of the season. What the hell is that? What got into you there, Purdue? I guess temperatures. Um, uh, congratulations, you know, you, you Northwestern. Know you know why? Pat Fitzgerald, Jeff Brom was making recruiting calls for Pe- Louisville during the game. People were talking. I'm not kidding. I got no, no. I got jokes from people that were like, "No wonder we lost 41 to nine. He was already interviewing." You know, on, calls. on Friday yeah, morning during yeah. the game, like he wasn't talking to his coaches oh, in the headset. Different, different. He was talking to kids recruiting. <laughs> Come to Louisville. Yeah, uh, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, so, congratulations, Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern. A very flawed football team, but have all the good wins against the good teams, and their only loss was after a seventeen nothing 
to Michigan. Yeah. Lead on Michigan. This is in the in a the weird league, season in the league. Hard to argue with what they've accomplished. So congratulations, and they go to Indianapolis. So first time. What, what do you make of this? I mean, you, you don't have anything to add to that? Uh, no, I mean, I'm obviously surprised when you lose at uh, you score seven points at home to Duke and you lose at home to Akron. But they took care. Of, they they see, they took care of a mediocre West and they won the games. They that who knew. That opening game against Purdue would be so important. I guess now that Purdue lost, it's not technically as important. Right. They would have been 5-2 and two had they beaten Minnesota. But right. They didn't come close. But in fact, what do you make of, like, run. Iowa? Noah Fant, one reception, no yards. A lot of lot of uneasiness there about not utilizing the, the weapons. Yeah, and I can see that. No, they probably will finish with two wins. They go Illinois and Nebraska. And they're, they'll be favored in both those games by a large margin. So eight, Nebraska's playing pretty well. Offensively, yes. But 8-4, and four, I mean, you know, it's very possible. And 8-4 and four is a pretty solid season for Iowa. I, you're right, though. It was The division was there for the taking for somebody. That, that's that's what would upset an Iowa fan. Would the Wisconsin's just did not even close really against Penn State this week, so I just think the whole thing's been fairly disappointing. And four and three in the league is not disappointing for Purdue. I mean, that's a win over Boston College too in the non-conference. Another strange so. season for them, very up and down. Um, last note here in the division for me, because again, we're kind of we're not hitting every single total here. Every single Adrian Martinez is really good. I, I think we knew He's that really in the opener good. against Colorado, even though they lost. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it just looks like if. If you could diagram or, or if you could build a Scott Frost quarterback in a lab, <laughs> Adrian Martinez have the skill set of Adrian Martinez. Yeah, I, I don't disagree. Actually, you have the skill set of Mackenzie Milton, but you know, no, except for he'd be team. bigger and stronger and faster like Adrian Martinez. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, no congratulations in order in the Pac-12 South. However, here is the situation: uh, huge upset win, in my opinion, without their starting running back and out their starting quarterback. Utah beats Oregon 32-25. Issues for Mario Cristobal. Utah now has Colorado left on its Pac-12 schedule to finish 6-3. and three. Arizona State beats UCLA 31-28. They are technically in control of their own destiny, but they play at Oregon and at Arizona. If they lose one of those and Utah beats Colorado, then Utah goes. If Arizona State wins both of their games, then they go. And in theory, can Arizona? the Arizona Wildcats are still technically alive. Their, their path, however, is far more difficult. They play at Washington State. And then Arizona State in the territory. So how about an Arizona home. Northwestern Rose Bowl? <laughs> it, Arizona seems unlikely to get the spot. Um, Utah, all they got to do is beat Colorado, and that forces Arizona State to have to win both games. Um, but really, the takeaway for me was Utah, without its stars, beats an Oregon team that is in not free fall Colorado style free fall mode. But this Oregon team was. On this pod, you said one fumble away from being a top five undefeated team, and now a couple of weeks later, they're an afterthought in the Pac-12 North and losing to Utah. That's a good I've, win for Kyle Whittingham. Yeah, I think it's more about Utah. 494 yards, Jason Shelley, true freshman quarterback, 262 yards, no picks is the important thing there. No Zach Moss. Armand Shine, 26 carries, 174. His previous high was 53. Two key guys go down. They just roll out two other guys, and they have success. A very that that's a program right there. They, they they so again so they play at Colorado that'll give them a six and three record in the league. Uh, if they beat BYU in the non conference and they win that, we're talking about a nine and three Utah team potentially. Um, but again, Arizona State does control its own destiny. Do they win both games? Arizona State at Oregon and at Arizona. It's it's hard to see them going two and zero, oh, but it's her. It's I, I and their losses surprised. have been close. I would not be surprised. I, I mean, my, my guess would be no, but I'm I'm hesitating because they they've. They've been pretty consistent all season. Um, and that means we, we've got to talk uh, USC, and that is 
You know, I know JT Daniels was a freshman, but they're at fourteen nothing. They got to win that game. Fifteen fourteen losers to Cal, which I guess is a good team ish. I, I don't know what you make of USC. We're we're going to talk about USC when it comes I mean, to the. There's got to be a change. Well, right? no, uh, I want to have that conversation because I think we're going to have, like, the entire college football world is going to be having. Lots of Clay Helton conversations yeah. here soon. Um, any other congratulations involved? I don't believe so. Among SEC Power was already set. Um, we still got a big race in the Big Ten. Oh, the Big so the Big Twelve. I was looking at the potential situations in the Big Twelve, and here's my question to you: Should we cover this on the preview pod? Because Iowa State will play Texas coming up this week, and the winner of that game. We'll have a tiebreaker over potentially the loser of the Oklahoma-Virginia game, West Virginia game. There are so many possibilities still left in the Big 12. Yeah, Max Olsen from the Athletic did this huge grid. Oh, I need to go look at that. Oh, yeah, of like 9,000. So, I, so yeah. I wasted like two hours of my Sunday morning yesterday doing this all so, by myself. Someone smarter than you did it. That's not, they're not smarter than me. Come on. Okay. So I know how to read a schedule and see <laughs> who won and has tiebreakers. This is a lot of combinations. There's a chance Oklahoma doesn't make it into the championship game. Yeah, I mean... That's crazy. Sure. So the Big 12 is still wide, yeah, wide, wide open. open. and um, I mean, it's four teams for two spots. And, of course, some of that's because... Uh, let's go let's go Big 12, then, uh, as we sort of wrap up our underbelly conversation here. So congratulations to the division winners. Um, but Texas, with a huge day from Sam Ellinger, they beat Texas Tech 41-34, and Iowa State... Beats Baylor twenty eight fourteen. Some fisticuffs. Uh, yeah. David Montgomery. Yeah, very strange. I don't know what his status is. I, I, I assume he's fine. I, no, I mean like, doesn't he have to miss the first half of the next game? That that's. That, I mean, I'm assuming he's um, going to play the second half. I guess is what I should have said. Not. I I didn't see an official ruling on that. Not I. I think I saw that he's out for the first half, but we'll we'll, we'll touch on that. But on point the is, pod. is that both of them win to set up the Iowa State Texas matchup coming up. This week, the winner will still be eligible to get into the Big 12 title game, the loser of which will be out of it at all together. But that means good, good, really good wins for both of those two teams. Yeah, did not have a great feel for that Texas-Texas Tech game. Good, solid road win by Texas. Sam Ellinger played well. Um, Texas Tech has been, you know, feisty. Feels like they're better than 3-4, and four, maybe just because expectations were... Now, who does Texas Tech have left? I, I mean, do you have that in front of you? I, I do not. Because 3-4... and four, Overachieving, but if they don't close strong, they've got at Kansas State and Baylor, so they're they're not going to lose both of those, I don't think. No, no, no. So they're, they're looking at like a four and five or a five and four, which is a really nice season for them, especially with the expectations there. So Texas five and two, just really nice road win. I mean, they've been they haven't been great at all this year. The the, the win over Oklahoma kind of sticks out. They've just been solid all season long. They've lost some close games. They've won some close games. They are progressing as a program. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, Iowa State, uh, Brock Purdy just continues to do undefeated Brock Purdy things, man. He's fun, and that team's fun. I like that team. I like that coach. Yes. I like like everything about them. Kansas State rallies. I think rallies. They were trailing. uh, Kansas. That's why they fired David Beatty before this game, because they did not want them to win this game and then rally. (laughs) Right, basically. Yeah. Um, Although both of those programs could be – Looking for I think they will be. I, I think there's a good chance that Bill Snyder calls it uh, calls it a career, which he, he's earned the right to write off uh, uh, in the sunset. Um, so the other, you know, because I think the Big Twelve was the most entertaining. Any other under underbelly stuff you want to talk Big Twelve? Or are you done with the Big Twelve? Uh, weren't that many games. We've touched yeah. on all of them. So here's what, here's what I wanted to kind of say because I think a lot of teams suffered some losses this weekend that are going to feel like seasons were. Um, 
maybe not fulfilled. Number 11, Kentucky loses on the road to Tennessee in pretty ugly fashion. Number 14, NC State loses as a 17.5-point favorite. Blew it, too, down the stretch. Did you, the pretty good uh, Thursday night game. Mississippi State, no no harm. Boston losing to Alabama. Boston College, no harm. Losing to Clemson. Um, but I think you – I want to – I sort of want to lump all those teams together. That Kentucky finishing second in the East in a 5-3 and three record, its first winning record in the SEC since 1977. They beat Florida for the first time in thirty whatever number of years, and they finished second in the East with a five and three record. NC State's going to should have, go nine and three, and probably should. NC State is going to have a, a pretty decent season after losing the most players ever to the NFL draft. Boston College is poised to finish second in the division in in, in what is only a Clemson dominated division, and Mississippi State, despite a new football coach. Uh, being there is probably going to still end up with a pretty good year. Now, a lot of that may hinge on how they play in the Egg Bowl. But I just want to say, those are bad. Those aren't necessarily good losses. Those are some bad losses, Mississippi State and Boston College, maybe notwithstanding. Those have been excellent seasons. And I don't want to get lost in the playoff conversation and the top four and the Heisman and all this big stuff and miss the fact that Kentucky, Boston College, NC State, you know, if Syracuse gets beat by Notre Dame next week, same thing. I want to put them in that category. These are really good seasons. For programs that don't normally have those types of seasons, we can still celebrate those seasons and, and, and say, Mark Stoops, you didn't finish the job, okay, but second place in the East, a winning record for the first time since 77, one hell of a year for Kentucky football, one hell of a year for Boston College, one hell of a year for Syracuse and NC State and Mississippi State and some of these other programs. Iowa State I don't think is going to make it into the Big 12 title game, but there's a chance they finish you know, with, with a seven or eight win season, good, really good season for Iowa State. So that was sort of my takeaway from from some of the teams that lost this weekend. Couple thoughts on that. Mississippi State's in a little bit of a danger zone. They've had a, they've had some nice wins. They're two and four. I I think they will win their final two games to go four and four. But they Arkansas has had some moments. They took Texas A&M to the wire, and then Ole Miss. That game's in Oxford. Well, anything can happen in that. If game. Joe Moorhead goes two and six in his first season and six, they're and not going to lose. To Arkansas. I'm just saying they're not going to lose to Arkansas. They'll be seven and four going into the Egg Bowl, and the Egg Bowl win would define the season as a success. I'm just saying failure, they're probably. kind of teetering right now. Okay, Between, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things they could go eight and four, or they could go six and six. Really high expectations. They could lose a ton from this team. Do you agree with me on everything else, though? Uh, yeah, Kentucky's a little. Di- I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying. It's just a little deflating because the high was so high. Like NC State, the high never got that high. Well, I, Boston College faced the exact same situation as Kentucky did last weekend. Home home game Boston against College, the division uh, champion. Kentucky champion. was in the maybe because we're here in the South, but Kentucky was a national story for a good two months. Boston College kind of came. Oh wow, look at Boston College! They've won a few games. This Clemson game, and that's probably big. unfair to BC though. That's probably just because the nation doesn't. You know, the nation's not as attractive. Yeah, to but they that. lost. Then you know they they didn't have the gaudy record. Kentucky. It's only one better game. I, I'm just Kentucky. I, I agree with you, but yeah. I don't think that's fair to Boston College. Is what I'm saying. Right. Because yeah. um, Boston, Boston did, College had the biggest home game in yeah. generation or whatever, and they lose to the defending champs, and it's basically the exact same storyline as Kentucky last week. Kind of deflating for Kentucky though to get manhandled like they did against Tennessee. I think the that's program, the key. Is they haven't happened. defeated on the road since '84, and best opportunity, and they got manhandled. Well, they it got, wasn't close. They got destroyed. Yeah, I mean Tennessee. And you look back; they got it's a really good win for Tennessee. They got destroyed by Georgia. They were fortunate to beat Missouri. They edged by Vanderbilt. They really have not played a great game in in, in a month. Um, 
Anything else in the top twenty-five of note? Um, Florida and South Carolina. Good, good win for Florida. Seven good. and three now. Dan Mullen in his they first were down season. They were down thirty-one big. fourteen, right? Well, they were down fourteen nothing. They yeah. were down. They were down two touchdowns spir- periodically throughout the entire game. Did, did I read this right? Did Felipe Franks like shush the crowd after a big moment? Like it was a home game, like telling everyone to shut up because you know everyone wanted. Oh, I think I read about. I that. think because they don't. They want. They don't seem to like him to start. Yeah. Um. I'm saving one top 25 win for a second here because I want to save it. Uh, we talked about Iowa. Uh, Fresno, come on. Boise. Had your chance. Yeah. Utah State, alone uh, in first place still. Uh, talked about Auburn. Talked UCF. Talked about Texas. Uh, UCF, yeah. They beat Navy. That late touchdown makes it look a little bit closer. But what is that, 22 straight wins now? Is it zero completions for Navy? That's sure. pretty awesome for UCF. But still, by the way, g- congratulations, game day. Yes. Going down to Orlando. Half, I, I'm sure there's no place for those Disney employees to stay. Um, oh, yeah. That's why they did it. <laughs> yes, Free rooms. Exactly. They got lots of places to stay for the, for the 400 people it takes to run game day. Um, any other – I'm saving one specific okay. top 25 game go, for when we transition out of our recap. So, should, should we go to group of five? So what other power five games do you have? Oh. Do you want to talk like uh, – you know, we already talked a little bit about Cal – you want to mention Georgia Tech beating Miami? We haven't. By the way, Shane on Twitter. Yes. We apologize. We omitted that yeah, just, game last week. We just totally, totally forgot about forgot it. Forgot about it. Um, so okay, did, so did the okay, rest of America. I, I go, I've got some things highlighted here. I'll go quick. Duke third straight win over North Carolina. Five of eight in the series. Nice win there. Seven wins for Cutcliffe. Yeah, uh, Louisville. Good effort. Um, no, 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 don't bring that okay, up. Okay, sorry. Ooh, Say that. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Pittsburgh. We talked. Miami went to kill Perry the whole way. Did not matter. To take one, Marshall. Played Notre Dame rushed for three sixty five against Florida State. Nikhil Perry, I think you put two different people together. Yes, I, I think I Nikhil give him Perry Nicole. is the running back for Air, or the receiver for N- Arizona yes, State. Yes, I get those two. Yes, Nikosi Perry, Perry is yes. the quarterback for Nikhil Miami. Perry, Nicole, so yeah. Nikhil Harry is like this super <laughs> player. <laughs> he can. He's a mediocre quarterback who was really good at catching <laughs> the ball. All right, uh, Miami now five and five. Yes, after being a preseason top ten team. Yikes. Yes, not good. Uh, we did. I think we did not give. Uh, PJ Fleck in the Golden Gophers enough credit. We've fair enough. Uh, five 40, and five now. Forty-one ten over Purdue. Four straight games with over four hundred yards. The previous five games they had less than four hundred yards. So good job there. Okay. Um, you know what I did not see anything of this weekend. What? Like I- Indiana, Maryland, Rutgers. That was a weird game. I didn't watch any of the bottom half of the Big Ten East. Indiana was up big. Maryland came back. Took the. Lead Indiana Warren did not cover. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Benny Snell, 20 carries, 81 yards. Yeah, He's okay. held to under 100 yards in five of his last six not games. Even that hear great, me? Not even that great of a defense. Yeah, held to under 100 yards in five of the last six. Uh, okay, so Alabama, 4.2 yards per play, fewest this season by three yards per game. Yikes. Per, per play, excuse me. 305 yards total. It's the first time they had less than 500 yards. So, again, credit that Mississippi State defense. Um, you talked Arkansas, kind of sluggish LSU, 359 yards, but only 216 for Arkansas. It was a pretty good offense. The score wasn't as they, they were in. They better, got they, they got were more big, control. Than yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, all right, empty the before I get to this group one, five, and then I got a, and then I got a good question. All right, go, go. How about this? Give me your question first. Okay. Does it pertain to this top 25 game I'm about to ask? No, you about? does okay. not. Okay. Um, Gabe from Bellevue. Asked me a question the other day while we were watching football. Kind of, kind of snarky. One of our sh- more snarky listeners. Yeah, it can be a little pain, pain in the butt. But you know what? He's, 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 <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah. 
would a group of five all-star team that was a team, not just thrown together for Saturday, beat so, Alabama? So they actually practiced through camp. Beat Alabama. No. McKenzie no. Milton, the quarterback. Armstead at running back from no, no, Temple. No, okay, no, I'm just no. it. Don't dismiss it that quickly. I, the no, best I, players in the country. I from am, those five. Conferences. I thought the question was going to be: Could a group of five All Star team, starting from scratch, meaning they practiced together with this coaching staff and everything through the summertime and yeah. everything like they were a team team? I thought the question was going to be: Could that team win a division in Power Five football? And I'm not sure they even win a division in Power Five football because how, think, think of all those players you're talking about. And then put them on Clemson or Alabama's right. roster and ask me how many of them start. I, I don't have it in front of me, so well, I don't know well, what the Clemson list would and be. Alabama are well, uh, we're changing the, the question. Georgia, Oklahoma, Notre yeah. Dame, Michigan. Name the top six or seven or eight teams. Teams that are not the Northwestern Division champions. No disrespect, but the real that division, is disrespect. The division champions. When you who say are, no disrespect, you mean disrespect. who are the national championship contenders? Okay. To, like Mackenzie Milton wouldn't start. Like, name the best twenty-two from from the is group McKenzie of five. Well, I know you said I, so I cannot use the Big Ten West. I, I if if we went when specifically and picked the worst Big Ten division champion maybe ever, and said, "Would a group of okay, five? About Pat, could, could a group I, of five All Star team beat Washington State? They're probably better players, but it's Washington State, good coach and good system. Mm. I mean, they're like Wyoming's got a an awesome I, I safety think, in Northern Illinois. Yeah, 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 yeah right, right. Shaquem Griffin's on that team or whatever. Like, I, I get Shaquem Griffin's that that type of guy. Buffalo's got Johnson's a big time wide receiver. I, there are really good players out there. Uh, could they win? They they could not beat Alabama because Alabama still has far better players. They could not beat that top tier. That's a, that 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 to me is the more interesting. Like if they had Georgia's schedule, and they were put into the SEC in place of Georgia, could they still be where Georgia is? Yes, I say yes. I think there are enough good players out there. I I want to find out. But watch it. Look it's, at the NFL it's, draft. It's, it's players. It's, yeah, but it's still loaded with the top top power five leagues. It's still loaded with those guys. I still, it's it's a close enough. I would say no, but it's a close enough debate in my head that I really want to think about it, and then also watch it happen. Yeah, can we make it happen? Think I don't think so. No. Unless we just started like an IMG academy for college football players. Yeah, and we just they didn't. They were like the Notre Dame. They were independent. And we just go and we recruit grad transfers, the best 55 grad grad transfers from all of the group of five schools. I still think we get beat by Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, Michigan. If we're coaching, we, get, we definitely You get know beat. what I mean. Interesting thought, though. Interesting thought. Good good, good question, Gabe. From yeah, I'd say a solid question. Not yeah. great, but solid. Okay. Yeah. It's like a good, yeah. good, so, like a good group of five teams. Speaking Not great, of, solid. Empty the notebook. A little out of order today on the pod. Yeah. Uh, raise your hand if you've scored 49 points and lost twice this season. Oh, God. Houston. Temple, 59. Houston, 49. Where, Mark, where's well, Temple's offense coming Ar- from? Armstead, six rushing touchdowns. Too bad he's not in our fantasy league. Um, big game there. Tulane, Willie Fritz in a first-place tie in the West. Future, with future he, Kansas head football coach? I should think so, but I don't think it will no, be. Less miles. Uh, Tulane held on to beat East Carolina. SMU 62, UConn 50. SMU also tied. There's a three-way tie between Houston, SMU, and Tulane atop the C, uh, AAC West. America, the AAC is really entertaining this yeah, last month. I totally agree. Uh, Conference USA, congrats to UAB, which it won in overtime Dude. 26-23. Bill Clark getting it done. Our Bill Clark. 
Yes. Yeah, that's sure. all. Old Dominion, 34, North Texas, 31. It was 28 nothing North Texas, midway through the second. What has happened in North Texas? Yeah. Um, Have you mentioned SMU? I literally just mentioned SMU. <laughs> I spent about 15 <laughs> seconds on there. You're looking right at me, but not listening. <laughs> Thank no, you. I'm just, I just like screwing you up. The MAC. Uh, they're way better than they're supposed to be, SMU. The, yeah, Buffalo. They were 0-3, too. Buffalo, 48-14 over Kent State. Miami, 30, Ohio, My 28 balls. in My some balls. sort of trophy game. Did you see that? Chuck Martin, the, the uh, Miami coach. It's a trophy game. It's called the something game. And My- Miami won it for the first time in like five years. And he was like at the press conference, like, where's the trophy? And like, there isn't one. He's like, how can it be the so-and-so if there isn't a trophy? Can't we? I think it's a fair question. Yeah, it was a fair question. He was kind of pissed. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, we finally won it. I, w- I need something to recruit to. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, Mountain West, you mentioned Fresno State. Great opportunity. Lost at Boise State. Shocking score here, which you will just belittle me. <laughs> Uh, interesting. Are you talking about Neil Brown? No, UNLV oh. twenty-seven, San Diego State twenty-four. UNLV had lost; they'd given up forty-one points or more in their last five games. I did like those UNLV uniforms. How about that for analysis? Who they play? San Diego State. Okay, sure. <laughs> you're paying attention. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Jay Norvell, nice season at Nevada. On they they That's could go eight four. Yeah. That's a good team. Forty-nine ten over Colorado State. No, no Utah State, but they're a good team. No. Very few teams are. Exactly. Sunbelt, Troy beat Georgia Southern. Neil Brown getting it done. App State over Texas State. That's uh, in my ULM. Warhawks, 38. South Alabama Jaguars, 10. Okay. What's your... Uh, All right. That brings us to our last team that I need to bring up in the top 25. And that is, of course, 54 to 23 winners. The Syracuse Orange moved to 8-2, and 5-2. Two, and two. So congratulations to Dino Babers. Who is Dino Babers? Is the imaginary player? I don't know. Dino Babers. Dino Babers, great job coaching. Uh, that was my Mike Francesa by the way, I always, interview, by the way. As you like to belittle me for my ATS against the spread record, I own it. I'm Someone called in Francesa on the radio, Mike Francesa, and asked him how come he only mentions it against the spread record when it's good, and this year is well under 500, and he doesn't mention it. He's like, well, you can find it on the app. Which you have to pay ten dollars for. So it's just well, no. The reason I said that is somebody yeah, somebody yeah, I, called I know, up yeah, I know like, a couple weeks ago and was like, uh, "What do you think about the job Dino Babers is doing at Syracuse?" Who? And he was like, "Who is that? Imaginary? I don't know who he's talking about. Is that an imaginary player? Is, yeah. it, is it Dino Babers? Who's this and Dino Babers? You got to know, Mike. He never admits he's wrong. Of course comes, not. Yeah. Anyway, uh, congratulations to Syracuse and Dino Babers, which is obviously a great part of the story. But great win, and they get a huge game against Notre Dame, and the last chance for America, who's rooting against Notre Dame, <laughs> to get knocked out of the playoff. But Bobby Petrino is fired. So here's my first question, because there's many questions to this, and we'll, it'll spur in a bigger conversation about the actual coaching carousel this, this season. But my first question is, do you make this move, if you're the athletic director at would, Louisville, do you make the move? Sh- yes. And let, let me finish the question. <laughs> the only way I make this move is if I already have a yes from Jeff Brown. I, I saw you tweet that yesterday, and I was going to – Tweet at you, but I didn't want to get in a Twitter beef with you. Save it for the pod. Yeah, save it for the pod. I could not disagree more strongly. Right. You clearly... Okay. He's only won 70% of his games. He, it's not that big a game. It is an absolute train wreck there. I don't disagree. But he's such a nice, kind, cuddly you, teddy bear to be around. You get rid of him. There's, they've reached the point of no return with that program. So, I, I they, mean... They won a Heisman. Like, if Jeff Brom 
had tweeted a selfie of him giving Louisville the finger, <laughs> I still fire him. <laughs> All right. No doubt about it. Okay. So you just think it's time. It's, it's over. Like one season. One one season is re- removed like 15 years. You don't of, believe what you're the saying. Re- the reason they're in – no, I, I'm trying to be fair here because the reason they're in the ACC is Bobby Petrino. The reason that program has grown to the heights it's grown to is because they broke a lot of rules. But because Bobby <laughs> Petrino – Bobby Petrino got them there. He got them from – you know what was it? A, a you know what? Conference USA to the Big East, from the Big I, East into the. That's he's the reason they did that. Doesn't matter. The Tom Church too, and then some cheating, a, but whatever. It is a train wreck. Okay. Right now, did you watch the game? I, I the effort level not very high for Sarah, for Louisville. There's a lot of penalties. The turnovers on four straight possessions. I think they had 17 penalties. I'm not, I'm not even Refs out to get them. Clearly, I'm, out not to even, get them. I'm not even exaggerating. You mean you're not allowed to hold? So it has nothing. Do you think Jeff Brom takes the job? I do, but just a guess. All right. I mean, there's people out there that seem to think he will. So now we have Louisville, Kansas, and Maryland as Power Five jobs that are open. Fourteen million dollar buyout for Bobby Petrino. You got a twelve and a half million dollar buyout for Larry Fedora. You've got a, a buyout of around fifteen million. For USC, Kansas State, we've talked about. So here's a, a, uh, by the way, Paul Johnson at Georgia Tech only has a four million dollar buyout. Uh, Mike McIntyre, Colorado, about a ten million dollar buyout. So here's my question, real quickly: Which of these jobs do you believe to be open at the end of the year? North Carolina, yes or no? Yes. USC, yes. Kansas State, yes. Purdue, yes. <laughs> Georgia Tech, no. Vanderbilt, no. Colorado, yes. Illinois. No. Am I missing anybody? Power five. Do not believe so. Uh, I don't think anybody in the SEC. This is like, I don't think anybody in the SEC gets fired. Like this is just assuming that like no one hires. Right. Yes. Steve Adazio. The Purdue yeah. is the only one that I asked on there because, that was yeah. that that and it's only because Jeff Brom was tied directly to his right. alma mater of Louisville. So. Here's the question. Um, I want to get to the USC conversation, but let, let me go through and get your category of coaches because ca- coaches can come from many different places. Um, you can get a coach from a group of five who's got experience, right? You can check that box. You can get a rising star wizard or whatever from a coordinator. You can check that box. You can also hire a already sitting power five coach, or you what, could hire somebody who got fired recently. What about a podcast host? I, I would take the job. No question. It'd be better pay. Um, and slightly less stress. Frankly, I mean, working with you is very stressful. So give me your best coordinators. Give me your best group of five options. Give me your best power five options that you think would move. And then okay, wh- one, there's wh- a collection of coaches that I wanted to bring up, mostly because I think Brett Bielema is going to get the Kansas State job. One category that I did not research that I would like to have, but I some of the guys that I like from these other lists originated from this list. The Chris Creighton's. The uh, Lance Leopold's, the guys really successful at the FCS and below levels. You find guys who've won big. Scott Satterfield. Yeah. Well, he was at the same school, but he won an FCS. Right. So maybe next time, just did not research those. Okay, here are my coordinators. I started to rank them, but I've got 10 guys. Just no, oh, my goodness. That's no particular order. I'm dudes. just going to run. Okay. Dave Aranda, Todd Orlando, Mike Elko, Ryan Day, Chip Long, Jeff Scott, Manny Diaz, Bob Shue, Brent Pride, Jim Leonard. All right, let's go slower here and tell everybody. And okay, I, and I'll give you my quick feedback on Dave Aranda, LSU. Love the coach. Okay, let me lo- love the coach. Look, wants an NFL job. Okay, did not. Little caveat here is the coordinators are sometimes the harder ones because they're not in the public. Right, like we don't know. Right. 
haven't really don't right. know a lot about them. Like their persona. Okay. Their, Next. Okay. Todd Orlando, defensive coordinator at Texas. Not sure if he's done enough to move yet, but I like him okay. as a coach. Mike Elko, Texas A&M defensive coordinator. Again, no idea if he's capable of running a program, but a brilliant job uh, coaching on on defense other than maybe a couple of drives against that, uh, Auburn. Ryan Day, offensive coordinator, Ohio State. I think he's probably ready, but I think he's more of a group of five guy. Okay. Chip Long, offensive coordinator at uh, Notre Dame. Done a brilliant job modernizing that offense. Um, With two different quarterbacks. Not a long track record, though. Jeff Scott, co-offensive coordinator, Clemson. Not sure how much. Same it's thing him. with all the coordinators at Clemson. I'm not sure how much it's the There's coordinators. a lot of cooks in the kitchen, so yes. like, who's and the main great, chef? And yeah. great players. Yes. Uh, Manny Diaz, defensive coordinator. Don't want any part of that. Defense is good. Don't want any part of that. Why? I just don't. Okay. I don't have to explain myself. <laughs> oh, You're it's a, a podcast? of a podcast. Where we I just talk. don't think – I think he's had his – I think he's had so many different cracks at this. There's Has a the ship he, sailed? There's a reason he hasn't gotten the big job. Okay. Bob Shoup. He's been a head coach at Columbia, unsuccessful stint, three years. Difficult situation. Really smart guy. Done a tremendous job this year. Great when he has great players. Not so much when the ship is being sh- shot at by the entire French Navy. Well, who <laughs> would be good? He did great at Vanderbilt. No, no, I know. Uh, and he was good at Penn State. Um, a rebuilding I think, Penn State. I think he, he probably needs to go group of five and show and, and prove it to some degree, okay. like a lot of these guys do. Brent Pry, defensive coordinator at Penn State. They have not been all that great this year. So I'm Sharp say, guy. I'm going to say, eh. Okay. But he's a smart guy, yeah. And Jim Leonard, your boy. I, I, I think Jim – if I was Wisconsin, I would hire Jim. I would name him the head coach in waiting. I'm not even kidding. Like waiting till when tomorrow? Uh, whenever they decide that Paul Crist is – That's too big? Is, can only take them so far. Okay. Because he's, he's like in a hot air balloon and he just <laughs> keeps him weighted down a little bit. Uh, you didn't mention Brent Venables. True. $2 million coach. Okay. Not sure how I feel about that. I got uh, – All right, group of five. Go. Ten group of five guys. You want me to go slow or go through them and then go um, back? Well, there's a, it depends on who you, you okay. have here. Well, okay. Because I like the Chris Creighton name, and I didn't have that one down. Okay, on Lance Leopold, head love coach that. Buffalo. Love that. He, he's an old school guy, though, so it takes – it's. I think people, somebody would have to be patient with him. Like, yeah. Purdue would be a good spot. Also, he's done less with him. more with less. You know? right, yeah, I think you'd have to be patient with him, but I think he would do a good job. Jeff Munkin, not for everyone, not for most. Uh, exactly. But – also, pretty decent spot right now. Yes, uh, Neil Brown. I think Coach he's Troy. he's moving quickly up the ranks. He's, he strikes me as a ambitious type. Yes, Mike Norvell, who seems yeah. to be some baggage, but yeah. he's done a great job. Yeah, uh, Memphis, obviously. Scott Satterfield, head coach, yep, Epstein. Got him down here. Seth Luttrell. Not there's talk. There's rumors out there he'll be the next coach at Kansas State. Okay, I've heard Bielema as well. Just okay. obviously a Kansas State. Guy. Yeah, uh, Matt Wells. Re renaissance this year, rejuvenation yes, yes. at Utah State. Nick the right Ro- job would have to be open for him. Nick Rolovich, who's yeah, hasn't they've tailed off a little bit. Chris Creighton, who has done a tremendous job at Eastern Michigan. Talk I, about doing I, more with again, less. same thing like Lance Leopold, just good, Leopold, just good coach. Do, not a lot of wow factor, yeah. so I think you're going to have to be patient and be willing to invest and be patient. Yeah, very good coach though, and Jeff Collins. His yeah, two teams G- at Temple have gotten um, a lot better as the season's progressed. I have seen, of course, Charlie Strong's name mentioned for Louisville. Which just, I don't want just, any. I don't want any part of that. Went back to their past. Yeah, yeah. I don't want it any part of that. It doesn't work out very and often. And why? Why not our boy Bill Clark? I know. Yeah, Bill Clark. Yeah, I should have had Bill Clark on there. My bad. Uh, what do you make of the Les Miles, Brett Bielema, Gene Chizik, Butch Jones collective? And oh, by the way, can I add Jim Moore and Rich Rod to Hugh that group? Hugh Freeze is going to be a coordinator in college football in twenty nineteen. Which puts him on track to be a head, head coach, coach in, 2020. in 2020. Mark the tape. 
Hugh Freeze. Is, I don't know if it's going to be Power Five, but mark the tape. Is is uh, is Rich Rod hireable? Uh, Seems like it'd be a great Group of Five coach. Let me ask you, as I'm looking at this list, if Paul Johnson were to be fired, don't you think he'd get a job very quickly? If, if he, he wants wanted, to coach again. Is the he wanted to coach again. All right, this brings us to USC. Okay, hold on. I've got some oh. group of, I've got power five oh, guys yeah, yeah. that I think could be on I the mean, I mean, Matt Campbell's top of the list, obviously. Okay, well, no, here's, here's my number one. I've got three guys that I think only in the right spot. Then I've got some other guys who would be looking around. Does that make sense? Okay. Jeff Brom, really Purdue. Like right now, I mean Really Louisville. just Louisville. Right now, right. maybe. Okay. Matt Campbell, right now, Ohio State. Should it be coming oh, up? Yeah. yeah. And then I, I'm putting Kyle Whittingham right now, USC, nothing else. So those are my. And then does the, he have ties that I'm forgetting? No, he's just okay. just a like I don't just he, a blue collar. Like, he might be a no, lifer though. But that's like do, at like this Chris point, Pete, does like he Chris want Peterson, it, who went to Washington, right? But but that's like because they're in the Pac-12, which is but this, like this is USC. I, I win a national me, title I, there. I get it. Okay, get then it. then I have four other guys who, with the right offer at multiple schools, might move. Dana Holgerson, Justin Wilcox. Mike Leach and Dino Babers. Uh, I, I don't. Th- uh, Dino Babers. I think yes. Um, Mike Leach. I think would in a heartbeat. I don't think he would. I think he wants to be in the middle of nowhere. I don't mean that. That like, can be almost. Like he would have taken the Tennessee job in a second. Knoxville's not. It's, yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, I think a bad, he would leave. bad cultural fit. By the way, I I don't know. I feel like Le- Leach has to be able to walk uphill both ways in the snow to get to work. Like that's. I don't know. Uh, Matt Rule. At Baylor interviewed last year for an NFL coach. Yeah, Keep an eye I, on that. I, it seems to think NFL or, or Lincoln not. Riley certainly is going to be reunited. They want to reunite him. They've talked about Sound reuniting good. him. And then isn't Matt Rule an Ohio guy as well? Uh, David Shaw, Jim Harbaugh, Matt Campbell. Um, what about yeah, Hogo? Yeah, all those guys. I, I don't know if I would move on either Leach or Hogo. If I was, first of all, there's not going to be big jobs. The only one that really could be open this year is USC. The 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 North Carolina job is really interesting because I think it can be a very good job in the right hands. It should be a good job, but it, like, I think it's better than the Louisville job, frankly. So I just don't know. I just don't know what type of situation can you lure. I, I don't know. I don't know. I think the North Carolina job is pretty sneaky. It's sneaky good, though. No, I agree. Um, all right, what do you make of this USC thing? Let's just finish up with the USC since we're running a little behind here. I think they've they've got to make a change. Wow, that's just insane. They're just but. Is, it, is this not a? This is, isn't. It's not a world where everything's too fast and too soon. In a lot of cases, yes. But when you hire the interim guy, and you hard, and you win you a Rose Bowl and a Pac-12 championship, you, you, your leash isn't as long. Man, it's USC. They're average. But who's they the, lost at home to Cal? See, we just rattled off like twenty-five names of really got good coaches that we like, and not one of those names is. Dan Mullen. Don't you, think, Chip Kelly. don't you think Neil Brown would do a better job at USC starting tomorrow? I don't think so. What What about no. Clay Helton's resume suggested that he was going to be? He's been the coordinator at USC. I could, you know. Uh, I mean, at the time? Right. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I follow you. But Chris Creighton's a better football coach than Clay Helton. <sighs> Guarantee. Send Cray, Chris Creighton. Wow. Put put him at some of those jobs at Chris Creighton. Put him in Ypsilanti, Ips- Michigan. Yeah, well, and you know what we always say about that, right? Like, you go from Yips, the, the big bright spotlights of Ypsilanti, Michigan, to USC. Some people fail and crumble miserably. Butch Jones. I'm not talking about you know Chris Creighton in a negative way. I'm just saying it's a very different thing succeeding at 
in 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 Ypsilanti than it is in at USC. I mean, there's a lot of really good coaches but, in the group of five that go to big jobs and fail miserably. There's a long how often list do, of them. how often does a coach who enters the season on a hot seat struggles mightily, fires his offensive coordinator in the middle of the season, then goes on to lose two weeks later to Cal at home, no. hold on to their job, which hasn't happened like what in 15 yeah, years right. like that. I, uh, but how many of those guys have Pac-12 titles and Rose Bowl championships on their resume too, in their only seasons? Uh, it's a fascinating. So you would get your Lin Swan, you keep him. You I say, think there's you know one more year. Ooh, he I did, disagree. and he didn't make the hire, right? Lin Swan didn't make. Did the not hire. make the hire. Pat Hayden made the hire. You, Louisville had a new has a new AD. Maryland ha- may have new something. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> we don't know. New school. Um, and you think McIntyre's out of Colorado, huh? Could be. I, I don't know who the name. My problem with the USC hires. Who's the name that makes you? Get all excited. Like, Tennessee, yeah, that's, that's, Tennessee moved on Butch Jones to get Dan Mullen. Nebraska moved on Mike Riley to get Scott Frost. But that doesn't mean you Chip don't Kelly make the to move. UCLA. You like, you these guys move, are big-time products, though, that they got. I agree, but if you think you need to move, you move. <sighs> I don't know. That's a tough call for me. I think we're about to have a long conversation about USC football. <laughs> not not you and me. Yeah. I just mean in, in the ethos. Nash- yeah, okay. yeah, in the ethos. There's going to be a lot of debate. All right, anything else? Oh, I, I got a, I got an automatic bid rant I want to go on next pod. Okay. Next time. Does it involve Arizona facing Northwestern in a 5-6 game? Probably. Or 6-whatever play-in game? Northwestern and Pittsburgh. Yes. In, in, a, in a playoff go game. Ahead, go ahead and look for that on New Year's Eve. And, <laughs> go ahead. And, and Clemson and Michigan end up playing in the Tax Slayer Bowl. Sounds great. <laughs> There's a preview of what's coming up on the weekend. Uh, some big games coming up, so thanks. To, always go for two. Always go for two. On the Cover 2 podcast. That is my new Can the Cover 2 stop new going for slogan. two? No, we always go for We go for two in the first quarter. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're, so we're, we're up 6 nothing. We go for we, – yeah, we go for two like Oregon. We go yeah. for two in – And we lose 21-18. In June, we go for two. Yeah. It's not even the evaluation period. It's not even practice time. It's just June, and we're like, all right, we're going for two. Mitch Light, follow him there at Athlon Mitch. What was your pet record against the spread, by the way? Uh, something. Oh, you don't want to tell it? It was one and two. Where are you at now? Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but not good. It's 33 games. Not good. So I think It was 14 and 18, so maybe 15 no, and 20. No. No, 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 no. I think you're so 12 speaking, and 18. Speaking of go for two, this is actually kind of funny. So now you're 13 and 20. It's not good. This is actually kind of funny go for two story. In the uh, Missouri Vanderbilt game, Missouri cut the lead to two in like the third quarter. And they scored a touchdown to cut two. And the offensive lineman, you know, they go in the corner and they like lift the, the up, whatever. And the Missouri coaches bury out screaming like, go for two, go for two. They can't get their attention. And they need the offensive line. I didn't. I didn't like the call. Yeah, by I the didn't way, either. So the Just offensive linemen point. are like screwing around, and they didn't get set in time, and they had to use a timeout because they weren't ready. And then the next time they scored, which was an obvious just extra point, offensive linemen like didn't celebrate at all. They sprinted back to the to the sideline. It was just it was kind of funny because they were pay attention. Kids. Yeah, exactly. These kids today, kids. Uh, there was way too much point chasing all across the league. NFL and college all weekend. It was too much point chasing. Uh, all right, which is better After than point shaving. After you went on this rant about go for two, you're talking about which is, teams. Which is better than point shaving, which is what LSU did, of course, in their game. It's Arkansas. Just kidding. Not accusing my fantasy team. I'm just pissed about my <laughs> fantasy why. player, Nicholas Brissett, taking a knee. For Mitch Light and Braden Gall, follow him on Twitter. At Always comes Mitch. back to fantasy. Follow me at Braden Gall. And, uh, of course, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back to preview week 12 right here on the Athlon Sports Cover 2 podcast.